Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is, are you actually compatible? I don't know. Let's find out. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. I have my beautiful Aisha here. Hi, guys. We also have Karina and Jenna. Yeah, lady squad. All <laughs> ladies in the room today. Um, friends, if you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get it and leave us a five-star rating or review. We're also on the social media. We are at Kinda Dating on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Aisha? I am at Aisha Says Dance across all social media networks. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Okay, we are back with our friend and recurring guest. Um, she is a certified <laughs> dating coach and host of the Dates and Mates podcast, Demona Hoffman. Oh my gosh, I got a promotion to recurring. Yes, she's yes. recurring. Oh my gosh, I'm on the You're call totally sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me back again. Oh my god, we loved it. And in our last episode, we talked about slow love um, mm -hmm. and and pacing shit. Mm. And the consensus <laughs> was we should or shouldn't do it. Yes, yeah. definitely go slower. Slow it down. Slow it you've down. We've had a whole lifetime together. There's no fucking rush, right? Yeah, yeah isn't it better? Isn't slower? that the whole point? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, man, you got like ideally 40, 50 years together? Fuck, sure, that's yeah. a long time. It's a little intimidating when you say that. Stretch I know, some I wouldn't of it. that way. Stretch like, some of it out. Uh, 40, 50? Uh, hey, you're already at 12. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing time. Yeah. <laughs> Which answers the next question of single or in a relationship. I'm and doing time. Yeah. Yes. No, but very happily doing time. Course, very happily yeah. married for 12 years. Yeah. Which is, man. It's great. But my yeah. husband's parents have, we actually share a... Uh, an anniversary, which oh. not intentionally, my <laughs> husband forgot his parents' anniversary when he set our yeah, wedding date. Oh yeah. my gosh! So I think they've been married at that point. It was like thirty-eight. Now I have to do. They're uh, fifty-one. Wow. Years. Wow! 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 Yeah. Whoa. So yeah, relationship goals. Yeah, right there. My grandparents were at seventy. Wow. Years before they passed That's away. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a life but sentence. But they also, <laughs> she got married when she was 14. Stop that. Oh, well, yeah. that helped. Back in time. the day, India. Wow. This is like OG India. Right. She was 14. He was 21. Well, when I yeah, think about it. Legal. Right. Barely legal. When I think about it, my, my in-laws met in college. They met when my mother-in-law was 19. Teen. Mm. So, I mean, essentially, yeah. she was a child bride. Yeah. yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. But I think they married, yeah, and they're like very early 20s. Yeah. So, you know, that's. Yeah, my grandma but was 14. My She had my dad at 16. So it's crazy wow. because, like, her and my dad, like, you know, as they're We're older, the you're you're almost like, man, you're really not that far off. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, not at all. Crazy. But they, it worked out. Did they oh, use, no. like, yeah, um, yeah. any kind of. Astrology or like right. how well, my did dad's they tell an astrologer, their but I remember yeah, that. Yeah, but I think my my grandfather was into it, but he I don't think he. I think their families must have yeah. set it up. I never actually asked because I've heard that sometimes they use that in compatibility. Oh no, for, like, for Indian right? ones, There's yeah, so much it's like all you have to. Most families, not a lot, not all here, but definitely in India, 
they they get a bundit to match the horoscope first. Mm. So that's what my dad yeah. always does. That's a bone I've thrown him in my lifetime. Yeah. Of being like the the horrible child. I feel like the black sheep of the family who's just never listened to anything that they wanted me to do. So I've always just been like, all right, if I meet somebody, you can match the horse. You can do that, yeah. <laughs> but then would you pay attention to it if they're like, this exactly. is a terrible no, well, match? I, well, yeah. I, won't do, I won't do the full detailed one because then I'm like, that's crazy. I just, I won't give them like a time of birth. I'll just be right. like, here's a birthday. And do it Time, before place, I get serious with somebody. And then if you're going to have Hold some up. massive issue, let me know. But now that I'm, you know, older, he's like, anybody. You have a heartbeat? You have a heartbeat? Don't I worry. Go. He's, he's like, like changing he's like, the birth chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, like, don't worry about this. It's not, not it's everything not is going to match. It's okay. <laughs> and you're like, all right. You're like, His values are less and less. Yeah, he's just, that's what, that's what I call breaking spirit. Mm-hmm. I have broken his spirit. Um... But he has Super optimism fun. now. That's good. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. like, he's open to different possibilities for you. Well, so they, you've given they have, him a gift. I, I've yeah. also, <laughs> I, I have helped them to be progressive in their life, which yeah. is for the better. And that's another gift. You know? Speaking of <laughs> love languages <laughs> right. and compatibility. Yeah. So, so what are we talking about when we say compatibility? Oh, it's such a big question. Yeah. And all the time... People ask me on the Dates and Mates podcast, like, how do you know? How right. did you did you know when your husband proposed to you? How did you know mm. it was the right fit? And I'm like, I don't know. Like by that point, because we'd already been dating for four years. Was, or yeah. well, three years when we were engaged, four years when we were married. By that point, it was just like, yeah, of course. Of yeah. course right. we're compatible. But there's so many different ways to assess compatibility. And, you know, we talked about slow love in the last episode. Mm-hmm. One thing is just pacing out the relationship so that you really get to know one another. Mm-hmm. But also, like, having a focus on what are the values that you're looking for. And right. I, I I have clients look at – there's four major factors in long-term compatibility. Mm-hmm. And the first two are most important. It's what are their long-term goals for the future? Like, do you want the same thing? Like – I know you're like, I don't know, with kids, maybe, maybe, we'll see. If you're with somebody that their goals are definite kids, Mm -hmm. like immediately, you might not have compatible goals for the future. That might not be a compatible relationship, even if everything else lines up. And I've seen that happen many times. People didn't Mm -hmm. have the same idea about children. And they're wonderful couples, but it just could not get over that hurdle. It could be how they spend their money and like, do they have the goal to buy a big house or would they rather travel the world? Do they want to retire right. at 50? Do they want to work until they're 70? Mm-hmm. Are are they significantly older than you or younger than you? So are you on different timelines mm-hmm. there? But what are their goals for the future and where are they on that timeline? And then shared values, like really being able to look at the world in the same way or at least have some overlap mm-hmm. where there's enough mutual respect where even if you have a different value mm-hmm. you can see you can see value in their value Hey guys, I'm Natasha Chandel from the Kind of Dating Podcast, where celebrity expert and generally cool guests and I break down one dating topic per episode and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Because seriously, who says they're in a relationship anymore? With over 100 episodes, there's something for everyone. We cover everything from how to slide in her DM to sex addiction and codependency, Peter Pan syndrome to friends with benefits with guests like Bollywood superstar Sonny Leone to comedian Laura Clary to time person of the year, Dr. Wendy Walsh. 
therapists, and even my own parents. As a reformed commitment phobe, my guests and I say it like it is. We laugh a lot, but we also get mad deep. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe to Kinda Dating on your favorite podcast app or check us out at kindadating.com because we want to help you get it in. I mean, find love. Like I'm seeing now, it used to be that it used to be that race and religion was much more divisive and people were like, no, they have to be, they have to be Jewish. I started actually my dating writing career writing for J-Date and so many people, I would get like all of these, I'd get Jewish mothers calling me and being like, he needs to find a nice Jewish girl. Right. And that wasn't necessarily his value, but you know, yeah. that was his mom's value. But sometimes that our values get passed down to us mm -hmm. from our, from mm -hmm. our family. Mm -hmm. But now it's politics. Oh, oh yeah, totally. That it, yeah, people are one. saying There's first thing no in their dating profile, yeah. like, yeah. don't even talk to me if you voted for Trump. Yeah, don't even talk to me if you're a liberal mm -hmm. and you're going to be watching MSNBC all the time. This is not going to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, uh, three of my exes um, were not of my political affiliation, and. And I always try to, you know, be open because I always ask questions like, well, why are you choosing this party or whatever? And I always feel like if there are um, values that are not aligned with mine, then I'm, you know, but some people are just sort of by case, like they'd be like for a specific issue. Right. So I'm like, okay. And if I understood it, I was like, okay. Now I wouldn't do it. Mm -mm. This is pre, this is pre- Trump also yeah. and you yeah. know I don't I, we don't really talk about politics on the show but, um, but it is a factor yeah but now it, it is, is like I'm, I just also I'm like I just don't have any more fucking serious discussions about stuff right <laughs> I'm like I'm like just go do it outside with somebody <laughs> like I, I'm like it's also I'm already like overloaded with yeah these things but that, is it just causing you to say we have to think the same on a lot of these issues? No, no, not at all. You're just like, let's not talk about it. No, I, I respect everybody. Just like, don't I talk. Have... Just sit there and look pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, well, my thing is, like, I, I mean, I come from a, you know, I've talked about it openly. Like, I'm uh, I'm a Democrat, but my parents are now conservative, which is interesting because they used to be Democrats who mm -hmm. turned conservative. Mm -hmm. They got money, huh? No. <laughs> it's so funny because, like, but it. they're in Canada, people. so, like, thank God they can't vote. But even in Canada, in Canada, they've turned a lot of, but, but that's, that's, you know, I yeah. ended up writing a pilot about this that... This the pilot that got me staffed is like a cons about conservative immigrants and mm -hmm. right. people don't talk about it. No, but yeah. most are, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you'd be surprised. And um, and so I'm very respectful of people's things because like my parents are not; they have no like racist bone in their body. Like that's not their reason. Mm -hmm. Their reasons are other things. So, so to me, I've like learned to by nature of having to be open to see people for whatever. But at the same time, now I'm also like, well, I have a choice in the matter. Yeah. If I want to deal with these conversations all the time. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I find... And so I'm good, yeah, right? If someone <laughs> is is more centrist and, and yeah, they, sure. they don't have a party affiliation, then I'm like, don't make an issue where there isn't an issue. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people will try to... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No. Um, but I but, am very, like, socially... Like, if somebody were to come in any way to be bigoted, that's just not my vibe. Right. But that's just, like, a human thing. That's not a yeah political thing. To mm -hmm. me, I'm like, don't pick on fucking anybody. Let everybody fucking live. 
And if you Drop do want to pick on them, just don't talk to me. Right. <laughs> I'm fine right. with it. Well, that's yeah. a value. That yeah. is a value. I'm like, not saying you're a good or bad person. Just don't talk to me about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, compatibility is like, it, 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 it can go so deep, right? In a mm-hmm. way, like, it can be so specific. Like, it could be family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be lifestyle. So I guess my question is, you know, all these factors start building up and and of course you have to you have to figure out well what would like you said are the non-negotiables or you have a different term for it um versus like yeah Mm -hmm. versus um things that you know you could be flexible on but like how how much how many of those things are supposed to be like a like a fit Mm mm-hmm I give my clients one deal breaker. Yeah. <laughs> Just one. Just one. And three must-haves. Beyond that, it's it's only time mm-hmm. and getting to know somebody better that will really tell you how compatible you are. Yeah. And I really look at each interaction, each date that you have, each relationship that you have is knowledge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's knowledge about what you want. Sometimes it's knowledge about what you don't want but it's never a waste of time so when people tell me oh well online dating didn't work for me i i only my last relationship i met on this app but it only lasted for six months i'm like no actually it did work it just that one wasn't the one and i i use i i like to use that word sparingly because people a lot of times will have this fixation on finding a soulmate, mm. finding the one. Right. My belief is that there is no the one. Yeah. There are many the ones. Yeah. And sometimes you you meet people, it's just timing. It's like yeah. when you come across, sometimes you'll meet people that are a wonderful person. Mm-hmm. They're just not, they're just not it. And you yeah. can just feel that. Yeah. Your intuition tells you, or you might see a part of them that makes you realize we want different things. We're headed in different directions. Yeah. That's okay. That's yeah. that's learning. And that's growth. And that's really the goal. Like, we're living our lives. Yeah. (laughs) Whether you find the relationship or not, you need to be enjoying the Mm -hmm. journey. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. People always approach relationships as, like, it gets defined in a box. Like, was this good? Was it bad? Did it work? Did it not work? Versus, like, that idea of... I mean, what I learned over time was just it's just not a fit sometimes. It's just like a jigsaw puzzle and you're trying to stick something where it doesn't belong. And there is no good or bad in it. It's just just not a fit. Right. And it's like I was just telling him a story about somebody I think is so nice, but it's just not a fit. There's no bad thing. And it doesn't have to be somebody had to fuck up or something had to happen. Yeah. It could also just be. You know, yes, and um, and that's not a waste of time. It's like what you said. I I like that perspective change yeah. of it being like take it as knowledge, and you want to, you want to be on the road to meeting your highest potential match, your mm-hmm. best potential match, and you should want the same for the other person. Mm-hmm. And so, if you think of it like, there's a lot of people that right into the Dates and Mates podcast and they're like, I've been in this relationship for so long. I don't know if it's headed in the right direction. I'm not sure I want to marry them. I don't know. And it's like, if you've been in a relationship for like five years and you don't know yet, you're... That's not a good sign. You're a time waster. You're 
not only wasting your time, but you're also taking up time for that other person. Now, I, I, I'm also all about whatever my clients want. I, there are people that don't want to get married. Mm -hmm. And I, I know plenty of couples that have long-term commitment without marriage and that's fine. I know also people that like I've had clients come to me and they're like, my goal is just, I want to hook up and I'm just trying to get better with meeting people and I don't want a relationship. Mm -hmm. Fine. I want what you want, Okay, but you have to know what you want. And if what you want is that serious long-term commitment, maybe marriage, and you're staying in a half-assed, so-so, I'm not really sure relationship, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing that other person a disservice. Yeah. And why do you think so many couples stay together that probably shouldn't be together? Convenience. (laughs) Uh, For a lot of the wrong reasons. Yeah. I hear a lot of times that this weight of having to go through it all again like mm-hmm. yeah it's um, oh yeah people tell me that all the, time. the investment of time, time. Yeah. like my husband says this term all the time like i'm pot committed like you're playing poker <laughs> you already put you've already put so much money in the pot right. then you're like well if i pull out now i and like maybe i could win i probably won't win but if i pull out now i'm gonna lose all that money mm-hmm. yeah. so you might as well just play the hand Whoa, in relationships, not, that's just not the way to think of I've already invested all this time and the the idea of going back to the pool and yeah. starting this whole process again just sounds overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And it, it you know, it would sound overwhelming if you're already in a comfortable situation. Mm-hmm. But if it's not the right situation, you have to do it. The yeah. other reason is that sometimes it'll be a really great physical connection. Right. But maybe they're abusive. Maybe mm-hmm. You're saying maybe they have a substance abuse problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe they spend money like crazy. And that and these are all big issues in mm-hmm. the relationship. But you're like, oh, but the sex is really great. Yeah. Or, you know, there's one thing. Oh, my mother really likes him. Like there's one Something, thing that yeah. makes you, yeah. oh, we have a kid together. Right. And then you think it's better to just stay, mm-hmm. stay the course than to go through all of this again. And it's not better to stay the course if you're not on the right Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely find that, like, people who are in, like, the toxic ones, that yeah. you're like, why are you together? I'm like, it's the sex. Yeah. Again, it is that ke- so it's the chemistry. Excuses. It's the, that, and that's the oh, difference, yeah. right? Like Hormones are yeah. no joke. Yeah. Hormones are they no just joke. I I know that like your entire brain. <laughs> Don't even think. I, I mean, I, I, I was in an abusive relationship for that reason. That was me when yeah. I was younger. I was in a bad thing because he was like, our chemistry was off the walls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and there's so many other factors like uh, a, a lot of times like I don't want to I don't want to diminish the seriousness of of why people stay in abusive relationships yeah, because yeah. it's multi layered. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be so painful and so difficult. Like I hear of these relationships all the time. Like I and one I was I hosted this TV show called A Question of Love where I worked with three couples that had all been together for mm-hmm. about a year mm-hmm. and they moved in together. To all really, three like, of them into each couple gotcha. moved into their mm-hmm. own apartment together and then worked with me for thirty days to illuminate the challenges in the relationship and to, and figure out if they wanted to be together mm. or break up. Yeah, and like there was one couple that was just they just had really high highs and really low lows. Right. And they had already moved in and out in a year. They had moved in and out 
twice before this time. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we're already starting like 100 feet back from the finish line. If you've had that many stops and starts, if you have that much conflict in the beginning phases of the relationship where it's supposed to be happy hormones and honeymoon phase, you have a really challenging road ahead of yourself. And not to say that it can't work out if, if you're if you're listening and you're in a relationship like that, it can work out. But it requires both parties Putting to be willing work, to yeah. put in a lot of work, yeah. to have a lot of self-growth and learning and a desire to show up for the other person mm-hmm. and make changes in the way that they interact with each other. And in most cases, that doesn't happen. One person is more invested in the change than the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when you work with your clients, what are what are things that they should be looking for in terms of like compatibility? Like, um, you know, you and I have talked about this of the love languages mm-hmm. or even the idea of communication styles. Like that's something I think you also need to think about when you're de- or, or yes. thinking about a long term relationship with somebody. If you are with somebody who, um. You know, my ex wanted to speak when he wanted to speak, mm. and I am a. I need to chill. Like, give me, give right. me, let me calm down. I don't like speaking when I'm angry, and so I'm like, let me breathe. But he wouldn't let me breathe, so the fights escalated much more because I'm like, you're not. I know what's gonna come out of my mouth. Stop pushing me right now, and it was like, I want to talk right now, and yeah. it was like calling me at work in a meeting, like, I need to talk. I'm like, not right now. So that brings up the last two factors in long-term compatibility Mm -hmm. that I started with at the beginning of this episode. Uh, The last two are communication and conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. That's that's one of them. (laughs) And that, to me, says you had different styles in communication and conflict resolution, and you both had trouble um, negotiating your your position within that Mm -hmm. and then mutual respect if you've said i can't talk about this at work and he's continuing to push on it that is showing a lack of respect Mm -hmm. so you need all four of those elements to work for a long-term relationship to really be able to succeed yeah it has to be the shared values it has to be the shared goals for the future the communication and conflict resolution and the respect Mm. and I, I hate to make it sound so simple, <laughs> but really that's what it is. And there's usually if something is off, one of those factors yeah. is off. Now, love languages is something I'm not an expert in love languages, yeah, yeah. but I've definitely I've studied it. Mm-hmm. And I think And it, you and I have the same ones. We have the same ones. So yeah, Natasha and I are the same person. <laughs> um we're very compatible. I'll I'll take any part of being remotely like Demona. <laughs> but uh I'll break down what those different love languages are. And basically it's just the the way that you like to receive love and usually it translates also into the way that you, you give, give love yeah. Yeah. because most people speak in their own love language yep. without realizing that the other person hears in their love language yeah, and right. might not be feeling it so this yeah. is why we hear things like i kept telling him i loved him but he didn't it, it's like he didn't believe me or he never did the same for me right and that's where we have a mismatch so the first one is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. So that's the telling someone that they that you mm-hmm. love them. The second is acts of service. This is doing something for someone. 
This is one of my favorites. Mine, I'm yeah. like, did you do the dishes? Then you gonna yeah. get some. <laughs> that is an act of service for right, me. Right, right, right. There's quality time. This is spending time with one another. Mm-hmm. And then there's physical touch. I don't have to explain mm-hmm. what that is. Mm-hmm. Some people just need a hug. Yeah. And then gifts. Mm-hmm. Like to me, gifts feel really petty. So yeah. whenever a guy would buy me flowers, which rarely happened, I'd be like, okay, what? First of all, what are you trying to prove? Are you trying to, what did you do? What are you trying to make up? There are other women that in men that feel like a gift is the oh, highest form of expression of love. <laughs> My girlfriend loves, she, she expects like a Tiffany bracelet from her husband oh, all God. the time. Well, and and <laughs> I so don't like gifts at all because I just my thing is I have a bad memory but I'm like I just won't remember where I got this after like a week I'll be like wow how did this get here I'm like oh cool but because I'm so busy somebody like somebody would like wash my car for me I'd be like fuck let's get married I don't even believe in it but let's do it and it's not even just time I bet it's also showing care for you yes right? it is it it's is. like being cared yeah. for and sometimes my second love language is quality time like spend Mm -hmm. time with me Mm -hmm. but you know like physical touch is nice Mm -hmm. I don't know that I need it all the time right but it's nice yeah but then for some people like these are the people that say like sex is most important in the relationship Mm -hmm. or cuddling like if they're not or PDA Mm -hmm. so everyone has a different preference and you won't just be one you'll have primary secondary and and tertiary and you can take there's quizzes I don't Mm -hmm. know I don't I don't get anything from it. So you take right. a no, quiz. Yeah. I won't tell you where to go. You could just Google it. Yeah. But it's important to know mm-hmm. your own love love language. Yeah. And to be able to express to your partner that another way of communicating with you might be more effective. Mm-hmm. And and it creates a really good vocabulary that you can use mm. when you're commun- having that conversation. Like well, my love language is acts of service, so it makes me feel really good when you help out around the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guarantee you, if your partner really wants to show up for you, yeah, they're going do to do yeah. all of those things. But if you know also their love language, then you have to then, meet them halfway. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if you know that it's words of affirmation, even if it's not your thing, yes, you, you need to tell up. him three yeah. times a day, "Honey, I love you. Honey, I'm thinking yes. about you." And that was my growth is like mine and I learned it the bad way in that I (laughs) my ex's love language was words of affirmation. I didn't know that because I hadn't done this yet. And I remember him calling me out once of like, I mean, you just don't tell me you love me. How could you blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what do you mean? I'm here. I do everything. I'm giving you quality time. Right, right, right. And I'm giving you access to your I'm always like, I do everything. I got to get the groceries. I cook. I do whatever. I'm like, I don't understand. And and I was like, but I, and I tell you I love you. You want it more? And he's like, yes. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, that was difficult for me because yeah. it's like feelings, like talking about feelings used yeah. to be very difficult. And so I'm just like, well, I'll show you how much I care. And and then I had to learn like, oh, no, in general, most people like compliments. And so, you know, I, I, I learned as I've grown to, to be more giving that way or to show it in the way other people like to hear it. Um, but if somebody had to do it to me, I like blank out. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't remember anything you said. <laughs> like thanks for those words like it's a practice though and a lot of this is a practice like right. whether we're talking about dating or relationships yeah. 
it's showing growth over time mm-hmm. and continuing to be mindful about what you're mm-hmm. you're learning. You're just out of practice, girl. That's all. You just out of practice. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh no, I know. But like you know, and <laughs> I think it, I'm better with that now. Relationship too. But but with yeah, that yeah. relationship, like you're not continuing to do that for that person, and the next person might have a different love right. language totally. that you need to learn. Fortunately, my husband and I figured out we have the exact same one, two, three. Oh. And I was like, why is this relationship so easy? Oh, because we've been speaking the same language the whole time. Yeah. But it really helped me appreciate for my clients how sometimes that connection needs to be bridged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not it's not always just that easy. You sometimes have to have difficult conversations in the beginning. And if you if you're speaking from your heart and you're and you're wanting you both want the same things. You both have the same shared goal f- for the relationship in the end. Then it does require comp- mm-hmm. compromise and communication. Right. Um, before we wrap up, what are some questions people should be asking on dates that kind of help them expunge some of this information or figure out That's if you are compatible? Mm. Well, when you're talking about the shared goals for the future, I, I do believe in asking about goals maybe not on the first date but within the first three dates like if you know having kids marriage really important to you don't be afraid to say that now we're we're in this phase where everybody's playing it so cool like i don't want him to know if he knows i like him then he's then xyz is going to happen and so i'm just going to play it cool and then i'm not going to call him back or i just don't want to show no Mm -hmm. i find much more often that my clients get the result they want when they're opening their heart mm-hmm. and will they're willing to share what's inside for them without needing to control the outcome. Right. You just mm-hmm. speaking your truth of marriage is really important to me. Someone that it can fit in with my family and that wants to be a part of my family is very important to me. Mm-hmm. That's no judgment on the other person. That if they're like Family, not that important to me. (laughs) And there are people like don't have a great relationship with their family. Or if they say, well, I really don't think I want to get married. You have to hear that Mm. early on. Yeah. And you have to believe it. And it's like, you know, it's like Maya Angelou said, Mm -hmm. when somebody shows you who they are, believe them the first time. You have to ask the question to be able to get the response. But once you hear it, really hear it. Right. Don't try and change it into the narrative that you want it to fit into. Totally. So be, be yeah. Ask those 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 kind of tough questions. Ask them like, well, like, what's your five year plan? Like, where do you see yourself in the yeah, future? Yeah, yeah. Those are good ways to tell what's what the future holds. A good way to tell values is to get people to tell you stories from their past mm-hmm. life. It's sort of like mm. like I always say, date like it's your job. Um, and having worked in it's corporate in communications, I know a little bit about proper interviewing technique and the, they say the best way to tell how an employee will behave in the future is by telling you stories of how they've behaved in the past mm-hmm. right and it's the same thing with dating right mm-hmm. and totally. you know i mean don't just be like why would you break up with your girlfriend i hate yeah, stories you, yeah. of past relationships but getting them to tell stories just about like what did christmas or what did the holidays look like for you That's as cute. a kid mm-hmm. and then you know like you know if they came from a challenging upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know if they didn't have a good relationship model. You know a lot of – you can tell a lot about somebody by the way that they talk about their yeah. family 
their their history. And it can be really bonding on a date to spark nostalgia. Like sometimes I'll have people ask, like, what did you do for summers as a kid? Mm-hmm. Or like, did you go to camp? Did you did you like hang out at your parents' office? Like, what did that look like? You can tell how they were programmed from the time they were young yeah, yeah. to what their values are today. And then when you touch on something that connects on a nostalgic level, it's actually very bonding. And yeah. it also releases oxytocin and bonding hormones mm. if you're talking about, like, if I ask you about, like, if you went to camp as a kid and you right. went to camp and you have a connection and I have a connection, suddenly we just we just bonded over something that, that may have happened in different years, yeah. in different places, but we have something in common. We have a shared experience we can talk about. Yeah. I love that. That's great. Yeah, and don't just get away from the generic questions in general. Right. Like, what are some of the so generics? You, so where'd you grow up? So what do you do? So what do you love about your job? Like, that's an interview. That's yeah, not yeah. a date. Yeah. You know, instead of just going down your checklist, totally. like, really have a conversation and yeah. really listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the big thing I'm really listen trying to respond. get people to yeah. do. Listen and respond. Just listen, yeah. Yeah. We're all just waiting for our turn to speak and trying to impress the other person. Yeah. If you sit back and you listen, yeah. it's amazing. Oh, especially people especially try gals. to impress me more. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> people don't try to impress you? I don't know, man. Everybody's yes, trying to do. impress you. Yeah. Yes, she just do. like, oh, don't no. listen, but I don't know. All these motherfuckers out here. It's really amazing, though, <laughs> what happens when you like step back and you let, you, like, let there be some silence on your date. Oh, and see, that's see the scary how- part. <laughs> yeah, it's scary yeah. because we've associ- we have an association with it being scary. Mm-hmm. If you rewire that association, and you're like, "Oh no!" Like silence yeah. is power. Silence is intrigue. Silence is possibility. Mm-hmm. And you wait to see how they fill in the space. I mean, that's a therapy oh, technique. Yeah, badass. interesting. Like, let, don't let it, like even if it feels awkward to you right. in your head be like this is awkward i'm going to let it be awkward right. for a minute but just see what comes through mm-hmm. when you step back and give it the space it's kind of amazing Damn. yeah i mean in the best relationships i've had you could just sit next to each other and not talk yes and that's the best it's like you're, we're fine it's hard I'm for me not, not to talk <laughs> my husband is really an introvert really? and like my tendency yeah. i this is a learning for me mm-hmm. and everything that I yeah, like my I'm introverted do, at I home, do. so I'm, I'm super quiet oh, yeah. at home. Yeah. Me well, too. also, you like then you might be an introvert in the public sphere too. In some cases, uh, yeah, I'm an when, ambivert or whatever that is. But so for introverts, if you have to, because we live in an extroverts world, yes. right? Yes. You get rewarded for extroversion, yeah. mm. and so introverts have to sort of assimilate Adapt, into yeah. that space. So when they're out in the world and they have to be at work and like. You know, you have to throw out ideas and you have to you have to lead a team and be so extroverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very draining yep. for an so introvert. So draining. So as an extrovert, also. I get really pumped up from like going to a party and talking to a bunch of people. Like yeah. that amps my energy up. I come home from the party and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my husband is like, I need a I need to go to sleep. Yeah. I just need a minute. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm but definitely knowing that. it's just yeah, knowing I'm... yourself and being able to not be Ashamed mm-hmm. or embarrassed or unafraid, yeah. being unafraid to share that 
to share all those elements of yeah. yourself and finding somebody that respects mm. those parts of yeah, you yeah. and gives you the space when you need it yeah. and the support when you need like, it. Like like my roommate, she she at first was like she thought that I was upset that I was quiet. And she was always like I mean, you go through these moods and I'm like, moods? Me? Right. You're like, like, oh, no, everything's fine. (laughs) What? And she's like, oh, no, because you just get get so quiet. And I'm like, oh, no, it's just because I have nothing to say. It's not (laughs) me upset at all. I just, the second I come home, I'm in like quiet zone because the rest of the time I'm always talking. Right. So this is when I'm just like, just, I'm good. Yeah. We don't have to say anything. And especially like waking up in the morning, she's a talk. Like she'll be like, bow, 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 bow. And so she's had to learn that in the morning, Tash doesn't speak. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. there's also different biorhythms. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm a morning person. Like since I was a kid. Yeah. And I've, she is too. I she's pop, a morning person. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. don't do snooze. Yeah. I pop awake and I'm like, let's get all the things done. <laughs> yeah. I'm like an eight time snoozer. Yeah, I'm a like, snooze, snooze. I'm a zombie. <laughs> Until I have to. But come like 11, I I am done. My brain, I can feel it happening. Like yeah. I'll be out to dinner and I'm like, the systems are setting, yep, shutting down. Yep, it's like, yep. shut down. <laughs> like I can't think. I can't, I can't be yeah. bubbly and outgoing. I can't be charming. I'm just done. But like I'll say as an introvert, I like extroverts. Me too. I like, Thank like you. I think yeah. I would, I would, I've been trying to find the balance. I think sometimes I'm more tr- attracted to introverts, um, but I realize it's tended to be an issue with me just because we're both maybe in our, some can be in, in their heads also. Yeah. And so it's like, I kind of sometimes just need somebody who can take the pressure off of me to be on. Mm-hmm. And like, if that's very natural to you, you take the charge, you know? Literally. Like my, yeah. I like one of my best friends, Adam, he's super extroverted and I love it because he'll, he'll just take, yeah, like I don't have to worry about half the talking stuff. Right. I'm like, cool, I'll listen. Wow, you have so much Le- Yeah, and that's the thing too. I'm like, yeah, let me just listen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and any... Any of these combinations are workable. Like yeah. somebody whose who's love language is acts of service can be with someone whose love language is gifts as long as you understand. Mm-hmm. And introverts can work with introverts and extroverts can work. You know, it, yeah. it, all these combinations are workable. It's just knowledge is power, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. Like just figuring out, well, what, what do I need? What is my baseline? And then being able to communicate that to to your partner mm-hmm. and having them be willing to meet you halfway. Yeah. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. It's just that just simple. Like, and then you're compatible. Let's just not talk Done. after sex, Done. guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I'm just yeah. tired. That's and my I'm only slim. extroverted we moment. did it. Now I'm drained. <laughs> and just let me go to bed. <laughs> I was so extrovert in that moment. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Like I, I, done. I did what I had to do for the world and society, and now I'm <laughs> just we're, we're good. I get you. Yeah, and like I, you know, I said physical touch was pretty low. Like I'm not a cuddler. Yeah. So like I don't. But mine cuddle is weird because my if mine is number two is physical touch. Oh yeah. So I I'm a I like cuddling but just, just for want, like ten minutes touch. and then that's it. Like I don't. No, yeah. If I'm sleeping. I I sleep like like a vampire I'm like don't touch me like I need two inches of clearance on either side I love it <laughs> but that's you know that's me figuring out what my yeah, comfort right? level was like yeah. we definitely my husband and I definitely spooned a lot in the beginning and I'm like look my back hurts I right. didn't yeah, that yeah that's well. my thing is like I can do it for like 10 minutes and then I'm like 
roll on over. <laughs> but I, but I do like I like a little foot and like a foot like a foot on foot action. You know, just like just I'm like I'm here, just but one like, toe. Right, one foot is right there. And that's it. I know just you enough. exist. Like I feel the body heat and right. we're good. Just don't be on me the whole night. I get you. That's fair. I get you. And then, you know, if you were to have kids, then it's like all bets are off because now I'm like, now yeah. I got to get these kids out of the bed. Right. <laughs> They're on top of me. It's too I, much. I tried to dog sit. And, <laughs> I can't and I'm saying like, no. I got so much anxiety about like waking up on time to take the dog out that I was like, I can't even get a dog, let alone have a kid. <laughs> like, like anxiety. I was having dreams right. about dreams about the dog sitting being like, take me out. It's a, and I was like, oh my God. And then I like woke up and I was like, I was like, felt just so terrible. Yeah. And I was like, this is not a good feeling. Like having a dog is supposed to not give me anxiety. Right. Yeah. Oh, my dog gives me a lot of anxiety. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> so then I'm just like, I can't. This is how I know. Like I was like leaving set to like run home while I was producing something just to like take the dog out for 10 minutes. And yeah. I was like, this is so much. Just crying. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I Maybe can't you have are a dog. Ready. I can't You've have been. a kid. <laughs> You've been through it already. I know, right? It's basically the same, except for it's like a human life. And <laughs> that's why I can't. They do can't it. be left alone. <laughs> it's like the same. Yeah. Basically. Um, Demona, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me back. Tell again. everybody how they can find you. Dates and mates. Dates and Mates is a weekly podcast. It's, it's only awesome. been on for seven years. <laughs> so you can find it anywhere you're listening to this podcast right now. And we do news of the week, who's dating who, what apps you need to know, uh, what studies you should be studying up on, like the ones we were talking about right. today, and then interviews and Q&A. And I love getting questions from listeners. So whatever your dating or relationship dilemma is, you can send it to me, DM me, slide in the DMs. Yeah. Not like that, though. I get so many of those. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, are you single? Did you even read my page what? at all? Like, Anyways, yikes. I'm at Damona Hoffman on all of the socials. Would love to get your questions. Anyone from the Kind of Dating podcast is a friend of mine. Yes. As long as they slide in the DM with <laughs> the dick pics and whatnot. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's where I am. And also datesandmates.com. So I also have some goodies there. Like if you are wanting to get your dating plan on track, I have a I have a program that is the profile starter kit that helps you rewrite That's your great. profile and get onto the relationship that you want. And if you're already in a relationship and things need to be freshened up a little bit, I have a seven day relationship boot camp and mm. those are both free Love at datesandmates.com. So cool. Great tools. Um, friends, we are also on social media. We are at Kind of Dating Across the Board. I am at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for downloading this episode. If you can please take a few seconds and review us on iTunes and download the rest of our shows, we'd be so grateful. Hey. We also have a website. <laughs> it's www.kindadating.com. So tell your international friends who can't listen to Apple Podcasts that they can listen there. Um, also send in your dating stories and thoughts via voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. <laughs>
Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producers are Jenna Ribbing and Adam Pineless. And our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti. And our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.